0: Contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. Welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors. Real contractors, true stories, real solutions. My name is Brad Hebner, and I will guide you on your journey to mastery of your construction business. You can find Hammer and Grind on all the social media platforms. Just search for Hammer and Grind Podcast. Now, if you're looking for more help, you can check out our free Facebook group called The Contractor Profit Group. I do free trainings in there and it's a great community to be a part of. Now, if you're serious about making more money, saving more time, and creating a business that supports your lifestyle, check out my paid coaching group called The Profit Club. I've put together a proven system for creating a winning business. Now listen, I'm so confident that you will succeed in my program. I'm now offering a 10x ROI guarantee. That means if you don't make at least a 10x return on your investment within a 12-month period, I will refund you the full amount. You can find out more information about The Profit Club at hammerandgrind.com forward slash The Profit Club. All right. Uh, on this podcast episode, we got a special guest today, Miles Wold. Thanks for being on the group, uh, but not the group, but the actual interview today, Miles. Thanks, Brad. Appreciate it, Matt. Awesome. So, Miles is an uh, online fitness coach for the blue collar CEOs, and he has over five plus years in fitness industry. He is passionate about helping men get in the best shape of their lives so they can be the best leaders for their businesses and families. Miles, I'm excited to have you on this podcast because and we've been trying to do this for several months now. Yeah. I guess we just kind of slipped through each other's <laughs> schedule and all that. But I'm stoked to have you on the podcast today because this is an important topic. It gets overlooked a lot, but it has a huge impact in people's lives. So I'm excited to, to dig deeper into this topic mm-hmm. and uh, talk about it. So let's start with just kind of the, the background. Like, who is Miles. Where'd you come from? Why do you do this? All that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. it's a great question. And, you know, uh, I really appreciate us connecting. I think it was, you know, a mutual client that we had. And, you know, we went live in your profit club group and kind of just sparked that relationship from there. And, and I guess a little bit about me, I actually come from a blue collar background. So I used to work in landscaping, I think it was about four or five years as a laborer. Lead hand, so i not as the business owner itself, but definitely a, a exposed within that world of you know just seeing the hard work that that entails, the physically hard, demanding work, especially of landscaping, and particularly and just the quality of of the, the people's health in that world. Um, and you know, as I went through those years, you know, get to connect with other business owners and all that kind of stuff, and it, it really is really is extremely important to, to have that kind of shape in that, in that specific world of the blue-collar world, whether you're in the office, in the field, or maybe doing both, 50-50. So I was doing landscaping and a little bit of PT on the side during the summers, part-time during the summers and then full-time during the winters at the, the local university, training college kids all the way up to seniors from you know anywhere from 18 to 72 years old and anyone in between. And that's kind of where I got grounded in, in my fitness journey, really, you know, being able to help that kind of world. And then up here in Canada, you know, the gyms were, were closed for quite a bit longer than compared to everywhere else in the world. So I transitioned everything online and it took me a while to, to really figure out who I wanted to help, but I put together the the fitness and my blue collar background to, to really be able to niche down to, to zero in on the guys in the blue collar industry especially the the CEOs. And, you know, we've got mutual clients who are in both of our academies, both of our groups. And uh, it's really been great to see how, you know, we've kind of been able to overlap and help both of those guys, not only on your end, improving their business, having systems in place, but also on my end, improving their health uh, so they can optimize and have, you know, ultimately a better physique, more confidence in themselves to be able to show up and, ultimately have more energy to put into their business and more fan more energy for their family as well
0: yeah that's we're gonna t- we're gonna dive into the energy part of it here speaking of being healthy i uh <laughs> allergies got me bad this morning i'm over here coughing coughing a lung up while you're talking so <laughs> you were you did landscaping you said four to five years as a laborer were you working out while you were working landscaping i mean were you lifting weights or yeah
1: yeah so especially those. First couple of years with the, the first company that I worked for, I was able to really get in there first thing in the morning, wake up at five, you know, go be, be in, the, in, the, in the gym for 30, 45 minutes, just kind of bang out some weights, probably three, four times a week. And then the, the second company that I worked for was a little bit more tricky, a little bit longer hours. So things kind of got pushed to the weekend a little bit more. You know, I had to be at the shop for six and some days we wouldn't get home till eight nine o'clock so a little bit less time for the workout end of things so in that case it really just transitioned to rain days and weekends in that sense
0: well that's something i actually wanted to get into with scheduling like people that have kind of sporadic scheduling or you know work long hours or, or, or long days mm-hmm. Before I get that, I don't know if you noticed, uh, I got my my one-gallon jug of water oh, yeah. here, Miles, with my <laughs> notifications. So, yeah. uh, if you're watching the video uh, on YouTube, you'll see that. You might see me take a couple swigs. Hell oh, yeah. So, hopefully you're proud of me because I got my gallon jug here. Absolutely. Got my jug here. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, that is a good hack Like for me. You know, I just bought this off Amazon, but it has... And I haven't filled it up this morning because, obviously, I haven't drank this much water by... 10 o'clock in the morning when we're recording this, but it has the times on there, which is nice to kind of keep you on track with drinking your water. So that's a little hack in and of itself for, Mm -hmm. and this, this actually worked. I mean, I I always drink water all the time, but this, I just got this maybe three or four months ago. Yeah. And it really helped me make sure I'm drinking enough water.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It really makes a huge difference. You know, you, you might find you go to the bathroom a little bit more, but your energy goes up. That's for sure.
0: Yeah, I have, a, I have like a three-year-old bladder, so I go to the bathroom <laughs> like 15 times a day. So when you drink like three cups of coffee and then you chase it with water, like you're guaranteed to go to the bathroom multiple times a yeah, day. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so let's get into the, what I was saying with the, the scheduling. I think most people would agree that you know, working out is important, whether it's lifting weights or exercising, some type of movement Right, is important to stay healthy. What kind of suggestions do you have for someone who's listening to this who, like you were saying, your second job, maybe they work 12 hours a day during the summer, Mm -hmm. or maybe they start early in the morning, or maybe they have uh, a sporadic schedule, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, they take their kids to school in the morning and, you know, blah, blah, blah. They don't have like a schedule where they can go to the gym every morning at 5 a.m. and do that. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you, how do you, how do you create a schedule around a sporadic schedule? Yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the uh you know the million dollar question right there. And uh, really the first step like if you are the CEO of the business owner you do have a little bit more control of your time compared to the laborers who are kind of being told show up here on the job site for this time and you don't you know you don't leave until the job's done or you know a checkpoint in the job for whatever. So for you as a business owner it really involves taking time Whether it's, you know, on a Saturday or Sunday, mapping out your week ahead of time, being proactive, thinking ahead with as much predictability as possible. You know, some things, you know, you just can't predict, right? Maybe materials are going to be on the back order. Maybe, you know, relying on distributors. Maybe they don't deliver stuff as quickly as they should have, as they said they would. You know, especially if you're working with stones and and wood and all that kind of stuff. So those kind of stuff, we just can't predict. So we really got to map out what we can control, and that's our schedule, our time, how long we think the job is going to take, how many hours we want to work during the day. And once we've got our work schedule mapped out, we can carve our workout schedule from there, you know, fitting in time. And, you know, let's say, you know, fires are going to happen in the business. Days can, you know, unintentionally get a little bit longer. Just move your workout to the next day. Just get it done the next day when you got a little bit more time.
0: And I know that you, this is like your specialty because you work with blue-collar individuals. Is there like minimum workouts that one should do like three times a week, so many hours a week, so many hours a day? Like, is there like, for those that are really, really busy and like, Mm -hmm. I just can't go to the gym for an hour each day. Yeah, It's not possible. Are there other, like, is there kind of a minimum requirement of what someone should do to kind of stay healthy?
1: Yeah, two... Two workouts a week is the minimum. Really is the minimum. And however you want to break that down, maybe you want to do full body one day. Maybe you take a couple days of rest. If you know work gets crazy, life gets hectic, then you do another full body. You do that twice a week. Okay. Or you can do an upper lower split. Day one, you just hit push and pull everything from chest, shoulders, triceps to everything in your back muscles, back and biceps. You do that all in one day. Again, you take another couple of days rest
0: and then you do lower body, everything below the hips. So okay. it really
1: depends on how you want to structure.
0: So two, two minimum, basically two workouts a week. Would that be like a, I mean, like a Tuesday, Thursday or Monday, Friday? Does it matter how many days in between? Does that matter at all? Or
1: Yeah. I wouldn't go no more than two days of rest. Okay. Wouldn't go to no more than two days of rest.
0: I was doing some research recently at some uh, I was just downloading some basic workout plans mm-hmm. really not to not to really like create a workout plan but just to see what types of workouts that they're recommending and there was one that was like i, I forget the name of it it was like the five day bro workout Okay are you familiar with that Oh
1: so probably so probably like a push pull legs or something
0: I don't even remember i don't i mean I didn't get too deep into it I was just I just saw one. It was like the five day bro workout. I thought yeah. that's interesting. Is it better if you do like five days? Is it better if you do like smaller workouts? You know what I mean? Because when you do, when you do, when you have more days per week, you can isolate more muscles, right? Like you're not doing full body or mm-hmm. or all upper, all up, all lower. Is that better to do like multiple days a week or like if someone has unlimited time available? What what's going to be a better type of workout?
1: Mm-hmm. It's a great question, and it's not so much the the volume per week, and that, that, that does have an effect in terms of actually building muscle, but it's really the intensity and then the recovery to match that, right? So we can go train seven days a week and burn ourselves out by week four and not build any muscle because we don't have the recovery to match it, right? So in the gym, we're doing like micro tears with our muscle. And then it's with the proper eating, sleep, hydration that we actually build that muscle to repair those damages. So with five days a week, if you want to do five days a week, probably push-pull legs would be the best option for someone like that. So whatever that would look like, maybe Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I don't know, Friday, Saturday, something like that. There'd have to be some kind of block. And then we just repeat Push pull legs. So push pull legs. Push pull.
0: What what does that mean? Push pull legs.
1: So kind of you know the pushing muscles: your chest, shoulders, triceps.
0: Oh, okay.
1: Pull. I got you. Your back and biceps, and then your legs. Everything kind of below the hips.
0: Makes sense. Okay.
1: That's kind of like the Makes typical sense. bro bro workout. And at least that way you're you're getting a little bit more volume at the tail end of that week because you're repeating your push and your pull, and then you can kind of how do I word this kind of psych push it one day ahead. So you would start your Monday on legs again after that first week.
0: Okay. So kind of rotate the days that you actually work out that muscle group.
1: Yeah, exactly. So it kind of plays around with the volume, but you're still getting those five days a weekend with the same program.
0: In regards to like, Working like lifting weights, is it like twelve weeks? is that kind of like the standard you do an exercise for twelve weeks and then you switch up the exercise to kind of because your muscles get used to it? Is that a thing or do I make that up?
1: No, it's a real thing. It's a real thing, and for a lot of people, they might not even need to swap out the exercise entirely. We can just change the grip and that'll create a new kind of new stimulus to to change things up because you're right. you're absolutely right your 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 brain and your body does get used to doing the same exercises over and over again and sometimes we just need to change the grip you know we can go from a flat or even change the exercise entirely you know going from a flat bench press to an incline maybe we're doing a, a wide grip pull down to a narrow same exercise just a different grip maybe we're doing you know normal grip bench press and we do a close grip so things like that just to just to change things up but really definitely those 8 12 Sometimes even 16 weeks on the upper end, we,
0: we don't really need to change anything. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Good stuff. What about time of the day? Like, I've heard don't exercise before you go to bed. Is that, I mean, is there, does that matter? What if you, what if the only time you can exercise is in the evening? You know, after kids go to bed, that's, you have an hour or so of free time. And that's, a, that's when you can work out. Is that, is it, is there other optimal times of the day to work out versus not work out?
1: Yeah, I mean, one is scheduling, right? What you can swing most for you, and you know, I'm biased more towards morning workouts personally, uh, just because I can get out of bed, have a little breakfast, hit the gym, and sets the tone for the rest of the day. Now, if someone's working out in the evening, we definitely want to make sure, and this is kind of a tricky one because you're you're elevating your heart rate, and you've got to eat something after to actually you know promote that muscle growth. You don't want to go to bed on an empty stomach. Right. So we want to have some kind of, you know, protein, carbs after our workout to, to actually replenish our muscles. So that's a tricky one, tricky one before evening. And, and it can disturb sleep, having that elevated heart rate, having some kind of food. So if someone's really able to swing it in the morning, it's a lot better. But, you know, if in the evening, right before bed is really the only time, you know, they're more than welcome to try that as long as it doesn't take away from their sleep. So it, it's really, um, you know, a nuanced question down to the individual. Right, because if it starts taking away from their sleep, maybe we can find some way to schedule out something better for that.
0: What about like midday, like lunch? Oh yeah,
1: that's fine. Okay, yeah, midday is fine, and a lot of people they they might notice they they perform better during their midday workouts compared to morning, but just because they've got a lot more food in their system and they can use that as energy towards their workouts.
0: So would they? Would they? would you recommend eating before working out at lunch or working out and then eating afterwards? I recommend eating before your workout, having some kind
1: of okay. protein, You know, whether it's, if you're working out in the morning, like I'll just, I'll just give you an example of what I eat in the morning. I've got my eggs, a little bit of egg whites, Greek yogurt, some fruits, some fiber, like all bran buns and all that kind of stuff. That's my typical breakfast. And what that does, it's the, the protein and carbs to give you that fuel going into the workout. I've trained I've trained fasted when I was younger. And one way we could really think about this is your 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 carbs are almost like a fuel tank. And your your body uses up that fuel tank as the day goes along. And if we're going into our workouts kind of with like an empty fuel tank, we're gonna be running on fumes. And it won't happen right away. You know, if you've done your fasted workouts, you know, once in a while, it won't be the end of the world. But for for about four, I think it was like four to eight weeks, I tried. Fasted morning workouts, and it was fine in the beginning. But as the weeks went on, I, I just felt like my my energy tank was out, just running on fumes for the most part. So swapped it out.
0: So when you say when you say fasted workouts for us ignorant people, what does that mean exactly?
1: Well, you're just not eating anything before your workouts, and you haven't okay you haven't had your first meal of the day to break your fast.
0: So if you work out in the mornings, like which is typically when I try to work out, uh, if I work out. Keyword if yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but if I work out, I should be eating breakfast before working out. Then, because when I do that, I actually work out. And when I say work out, really all I've ever done is like walk on the treadmill or you know some type of cardio stuff, not actually lifting weights. Yeah. Uh, I should be eating breakfast and then working out. Yeah, that's a pretty good strategy to follow. Okay, is there like a time frame after you eat breakfast? Like you eat and wait 30 minutes and go, or does it matter?
1: Personally, I I don't find it matters. You know, my commute personally, it's probably about 15, maybe 20 minutes if there's traffic to the gym. That's kind of like my digestion. And then, you know, I'm ready to rock from there.
0: Okay. Well, I'm like, I live two miles from the gym. So I'd have like a five minute trans, trans. uh, I can't even talk this morning, Miles commute i uh, have like a 5 minute commute to the gym yeah. so i wouldn't have much time i'd be doing bench presses and throwing up at the same time
1: <laughs> yeah and that's where it comes from you know eating foods that don't make you make you sick and feel like too full right personally right you know the first food that comes to my mind is like oatmeal right that sits heavy in your stomach right it so sits heavy in your stomach it takes a quite a quite amount of time to digest so really having those those kind of foods that digest well for you, make you feel light physically and mentally, it's not going to make you want to throw up in the gym.
0: I, this is a little off topic, but I saw something the other day that said that oatmeal was never designed for humans to eat. Is that true or what? I'm not
1: sure. That's the,
0: the first time I hear about it. I'll, I'll really have to look okay. into that. Yeah. It was somebody selling something. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but he was saying that oatmeal was never was never really designed to be consumed it's it was designed for animals to eat not okay. for humans and so i just was kind of curious on that what was the topic yeah i don't remember i don't remember what it was it, it may have been some kind of training or workout thing or nutrition thing sure. so speaking on nutrition let's, t- let's d- dive into that a little because you help contractors work out a nutritional nutrition plan mm-hmm. you and i've had this conversation before i'm a very picky eater yeah. miles i don't like eating anything that's good for me no nope. Right. So you, yours is a little bit different than what I've seen other people in terms of nutrition. You, what you told me, you can, you can explain or or, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but you said really for breakfast, you kind of, it's not as big a deal. Like, I mean, other than eating things, that's not going to wait on your stomach. But the big thing for you was really lunch, Mm -hmm. right? As far as what you eat and then, and then dinner can be kind of more normal stuff. So why don't, Give us a little bit of a breakdown of like what a healthy plan looks like, you know, as far as eating goes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for a lot of the guys, it's, you know, again, having those, you know, protein carbs first thing in the morning. And some guys do fasting too, right? Some guys swing fasting if, if it really, I find fasting more of a personality based thing because a lot of people, if they don't eat, their, their hunger cravings go up and then they just end up overeating at lunch and dinner. So for a lot of people, if it doesn't suit their personality, having those morning breakfasts so they don't overeat later in the day can make a huge difference. So for me, number one, it's really, you know, whether we have breakfast or don't, it's personality based, based on the client. And then number two for lunches, it's, I really get the guys to do some um, meal prep. Sunday, spend an hour or two, make a big batch of food for your lunches for the week. So that you don't go to the fast food, so you don't get involved with the 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 gas station snacks, you know, all that kind of stuff. Because I I personally, I've lived that lifestyle too. You know, you don't have a lunch with you, especially for guys who are working residential in the field. Um, You know, some days in the field, maybe some days in the office. If you don't have a lunch, you know, there's Popeyes around the corner, there's McDonald's, there's Wendy's, Burger King, all that kind of stuff. And you know, you're not going to go hungry for the rest of the day because you're going to be in a bad mood. So what what happens we We go for fast food to go for the gas station snacks, and then we feel like shit by 2, 3 p.m. So, making a big batch, spending one to two hours on Sunday, you know, having some healthy protein, whether that's chicken, beef, turkey, you know, fish, real food, human food, not, you know, slop for McDonald's, putting that with vegetables, putting that with, you know, rice, potatoes, you know, healthy whole foods, make a big batch of that chunk it up into five, six Tupperwares, and we're ready to go for our lunches. Now we're two on Sunday. We don't have to worry about our lunches for the week. And then dinner? Dinner's going to change every night because it's often with the family. So I kind of leave it up to... But is, there
0: you. Thing, like, is there stuff you should stay away from? Like what's family dinners and, I mean, pizza. What if I want to have pizza for family dinner?
1: Yeah, I mean, once in a while won't kill you. But I mean, if it's seven days a week, that's... I mean, we,
0: every Saturday is pizza night, Miles. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs>
1: Same thing in my family, for sure, for sure. Okay. So, yeah, that, that won't kill you once a week, but you know, having healthy human whole foods, some kind of protein, some kind of vegetables, some kind of healthy carbs, that's really going to sit you in, in a better position compared to takeout. Cause that's a big one too, where, where families, you know, they, they don't really know what meals they want to have for the week. Maybe they didn't plan it out before. So they didn't have the ingredients at hand. So they go out. Maybe the husband picks up something on the way back from work. Maybe they come home, don't really know what to make, sort of take out. So this is again kind of like scheduling business. We're getting a little bit proactive. We're starting to think ahead. What do we want as meals for this week? What can we make for the family this week? And that's where, you know, there's cookbooks I, I come out with for all my clients and all that kind of stuff
0: to, to help with that process. If someone hires you to help them. And, and by the way, you do this this is all online, right? Yeah. So it's not local. You're not, you're not flying to their house or city and helping them set this stuff up not yet you help them create a nutritional plan that they can follow help them create a workout plan that they can follow based on really what they have available like even if they're working out at home i mean you could give them you know uh what do they call that when you just use your body weight to work out what's that called yeah calisthenics body weight okay i thought there was a special word for it (laughs) i don't know yeah But yeah, you can help them with whatever they have available, whether they have a gym or they have a home, home weights, kettlebells, whatever. Like you take inventory of that and then you help them create a workout plan as well as a nutritional plan to be able to hit their, their, their goals, whatever that might be. Hmm. What about people like me who really want accountability in person? Hmm. And we've talked about this before. So how does that, like, what do you suggest for, for people like me?
1: Well, I mean, if you, if you want that accountability in person, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not your champion, Brad, you know, so definitely having that maybe personal PT might be
0: the the option for you. One thing I want to clarify, when you say PT, my wife's a physical therapist, Mm, personal trainer. So in my world, my world, PT means physical therapist. Yeah,
1: (laughs) no, definitely personal trainer for sure.
0: I just wanted some clarification there because it's all about it's all about uh, references, right? Yeah. It's all about your point of view, perspective. Yep. So we're talking about personal training, not physical therapy. Let me phrase this question in, in a way that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's say I'm looking for help, okay? And there was only one thing that I could do. The world, the, there's a meteor headed towards oh, Earth. And it's going to crash into Earth, <laughs> and whatever's whatever. whatever the one thing that you suggest that I do will save the earth. What would that one thing be? If I could only do one thing in terms of health, exercise, nutrition, like what's the one thing that would save everyone? That would save everyone. Well, I mean, if, if like compared to not doing anything, if they could only do one thing, like make one change in their life, whether it's a certain type of exercising, certain types of food choices, like what would you say is the one thing is probably the most important Mm -hmm. that would that would have the the greatest impact on their health yeah
1: I'll tell you what what my mentor told me years ago he said eat
0: clean train mean say that again eat clean and train mean train mean train mean mean as in like angry mean yep with determination right 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 I just want to make sure so eat clean train mean (sighs) oh eat clean, train mean? I don't know if I can let you get away with that one Miles. <laughs> what were you hoping? Well, I was hoping you were saying something like, if, if you could only do one thing, make sure you walk 10,000 steps a day. Or you know, if, if you could only do one thing, drink a w- gallon of water a day or something like that. Like some actionable step that you would do.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want to give you a, a cheap answer, of course, but there really is... Lots of layers, lots of layers to help. There's never just one thing that solves everyone's problems. You know?
0: No. I, yeah, I get that. Yeah. This is more like if you're a lazy piece of crap <laughs> and you, you need to start doing something just to get healthy, what would that one thing? Because like I've watched Joe Rogan on his podcast say, like, just move. Yeah. Like, if, if all you can do is, if you're 400 pounds and you can't do anything, just start by lifting your arms while you're sitting in a chair. Yep. Like, just move. So would you I mean would that be kind of a similar yeah would you concur with that? I,
1: I would completely agree with that. And taking it another another layer going into a little bit more context, it it really is about mindset before everything. Okay. Mindset you have to initially believe that you can change. Because if we don't have mm-hmm. that belief in place, nothing else matters. Right? We have to have that belief with conviction.
0: How does someone become convicted about fixing their health
1: well i guess it kind of goes back to what joe rogan said is first getting that movement in no matter how small and in the beginning you might not believe you can change because that's been your whole perspective of life from the beginning right you you don't know if, if your whole life you know for example if someone's been overweight their whole life they don't know anything different right right same thing with, with guys that might come into your coaching program. You know, if they've had the same amount of income, the same amount of revenue year over year, they don't know that there's a
0: higher potential that they can achieve. So we first... So would you say that it's it's better to just move first and that will help develop the mindset or do you need to develop the mindset before you move? I'd say
1: they both happen at the same time. Not at the same speed. Okay. Not at the same speed, but doing one helps the other, and getting that initial movement will help improve your mindset. You know, we can read a million different books on mindset, but if we don't take action,
0: it means nothing. So, right. So right. Coincidentally, my last podcast that dropped this past Monday was on mindset. It yeah. was a mindset masterclass. So we, I was talking all about mindset. Mindset's super powerful. I think. I think for some people. You know, if you, go to the, if you go to the doctor and the doctor's like, hey, if you don't lose 50 pounds, you're going to die of a heart attack. Mm-hmm. Like, that's motivation, right? Like, that'll put you into the correct mindset if you're like, oh, crap, I don't want to die. But what about someone who just has, like, an extra 20 pounds and they don't, they want to feel better, they want to have more energy, but they're not in any kind of life-threatening condition, mm-hmm. right? Is there, is there anything that you would say to them to kind of help them get the right mindset, if that makes sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, that that that's a that's a great question Brad, and, and it kind of ties into uh, an audiobook that i just finished on nlp i don't know if you're familiar with, with nlp neural, oh. Neuralist-
0: neural neural linguistic programming Yep.
1: basically the words you tell yourself create your reality that's what it is in a nutshell and what people are often motivated uh, are, are what, what motivates them is either towards a goal a concrete goal that they can visualize Or the consequences of inaction, falling into old habits or, you know, not living up to their potential, whatever that looks like for them. So it's really about finding what motivates them as an individual. So for me, I'm, I'm probably 50 50. I'm motivated by where I want to be, but I'm also motivated by not falling back into where I was, whether it's in business, fitness and health. So it really, it really involves that person having a deep conversation with themselves because this isn't stuff we think about every day right we're so caught up in the motions we don't think about visualizing a concrete goal what that would look like for them personally and we don't visualize what's going to happen if they don't take action today to make that a reality the consequences of
0: inaction mm. so there's those two that's powerful because that's something we don't with with our health it's not something like, if we don't work out today, we're going to notice it tomorrow. Right. Right. It's always, we don't take care of ourselves today, 5, 10, 20 years from now, it, it affects us. Yep. So, I think that's, that's actually super powerful. Like, you have to, man, working at, like, exercising and weightlifting and nutrition is such a difficult part of our lives because it's not a, you don't get immediate results. Mm-hmm. Right. When you do you go to the gym, you're like, hey, I want to work out, I'm gonna get buff. You go to the gym, you you, you know, hit the bench for a week straight, you don't see any results. Your arms hurt like hell, your chest feel like hurts like hell, you see no results. You're like, why am I doing this? This is stupid. Yep. Right. So it's such an interesting I mean, there's you know this, there's t- t- millions of fitness people all over the world, yeah. right? There's probably more fitness people than just about any other industry. Yeah. Like it, it's just it's, it's fascinating to me because there's such a need for it, yet there's so much failure within it. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you see that to be true as well? Or I mean, from, from you're in the industry. What you, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah,
1: fitness, fitness really is crazy because you're paying someone that you're not going to get a monetary ROI, you know, not directly. You, know, you might have more energy to put into your business and you'll get more money that way. You're paying someone to get out of your comfort zone to do something that might suck initially and you're doing you're paying someone to to change your habits to ultimately become a different person a better person than who you are today now just because someone has let's say you know there's two people they have both have the same exact process person a can succeed person b can fail and it's not necessarily about the process but the mindset around it believing that they can become a different person Because that's ultimately what fitness is. It's not just about the workouts. It's not just about a list of foods to eat. It's ultimately becoming someone that has let go of characteristics or attributes that have held them back for years and adopting new ones to become a better person. Let go of limiting beliefs and adopt new and more powerful beliefs. That's really what fitness is. And it's not until we do movement, do hard things, do we actually get out of our comfort zone and be comfortable with getting uncomfortable to become that new person
0: yeah i agree with that 100 percent. i mean i talk about it with contractors all the time if when i come into the profit club that are learning new ways of running their business i'm like if you want to have the quickest uh, learning and success then you got to become super vulnerable Like you have to be able to not be afraid to make it full out of yourself Right. Not like going to the gym for the first time and not really knowing how to use the equipment can be intimidating, Mm -hmm. especially if it's like a place where a lot of power lifters go and there's dudes in there that are like, you know, look like the rock you're like, and you're coming in there like for the first time trying to use. I mean, that could be intimidating. Like, I don't want to look like an idiot. Like, I don't want to look like I don't, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. What do you, I mean, that, and that's a vulnerability, right? Like you have to be okay with going and maybe not doing an exercise correctly the first time or whatever it might be. Mm -hmm. Do you have any suggestions around that specific mindset of I don't want to embarrass myself in front of other people? Because I know that's a big one for a lot of people going to the gym. Mm -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. And there's really two things that come to mind. Number one is, you know, most people in the gym are focused on themselves. They don't really give a shit. The second one is you will find the friendliest people in the gym that are there to help you out. So if someone really is struggling with a certain exercise, not sure how to do the form, just ask anybody. I'm sure they're more than happy to to help you out and give you some cues, give you some tips, point you in the right direction on how to do it properly. So we we, we really, again, you know, those limiting beliefs, we, we really make them up in our mind and, you know, we create that reality, even though it may not be true. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. So Miles, if somebody's looking to get to start working out, they want to get maybe some nutrition, uh, they just want somebody that can help them. How? What do you do? How can you help them? And, and how can they get a hold of you to, uh, to get help? Yeah, one, one of the best
1: places, if not the best place, is add me on Facebook. You'll probably get an invite to my free Facebook group, Blue Collar CEOs, Lose Weight, Build Muscle, Boost Your Energy. That's where I come out with a bunch of free trainings every week, posts, free, free guides, all that kind of stuff, stuff to really help you out on your journey to be able to you know lose the extra weight that you've been carrying around. Maybe you've got 20, 30, 50, 100 pounds to lose to get down to that healthy weight. So you can actually be able to show up for your business as a leader, you know, earn the respect of your clients, your employees, and be able to show up to your family as a leader, having more energy for your kids, better relationship with your, your wife, your girlfriend, whoever you want. Because it really does, fitness really does have a rippling effect in everything that we do. You know, out of the three main topics, I guess, health, wealth, and relationships, health really is number one, and that has rippling effects into relationships and wealth.
0: Good stuff. And we'll put links to, your, uh, to you down in the, in the show notes So if you guys want to find out more about Miles. In his program, you can go to the show notes and, and, and sign up for his free Facebook group. He's got a lot. Of, I've I'm in there, and he posts a lot of different things in there that are very helpful. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. It's just uh, free information. So, a couple more questions here, Miles. What is uh, what you just told me? Kind of answered earlier. What's a book that you uh, just or that you're reading now, or one that you recommend?
1: Hmm. Any any book, any topic. Yeah, yeah, anything. One book I'm actually reading right now is the, the history of the English language, where it came from, interesting. where it came from, the, the origins, how it got transferred over to, to Britain, and then ultimately, you know, the British Empire to everywhere in the world for the most part. And, and, and that's something that was really interesting to me because the English language is very precise in its wording. And with that precision of the words we tell ourselves, we can ultimately create our reality. You know, if we're imprecise negative thoughts, negative words that we tell ourselves, that will become your reality. It's not until we change the thoughts, the dialogue, the story we tell ourselves, do we ultimately become a different
0: person. So what, what's the name of the book again?
1: Um, can't remember off the top of my head. I'll have to, I'll have to send it to you there, Brad. Okay. Uh, no worries. My apologies.
0: But it's like the history of the English language. It's not sp- You're not reading it. The book is not specifically about what you tell yourself. You're just Is that, or is it, is that what the book's about?
1: No, it's, it's the, the historical origins. Okay. Yeah.
0: You're going after the origin because you want to learn the backstory behind it so that you can transfer that over into your self-talk basically.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Tied into the NLP kind of stuff, right?
0: Yeah. 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 I love it. That's, that, that's probably the most interesting recommendation I've ever had. (laughs) The history of the English language. Yeah. I love it. I love it. The last question. What questions should I be asking you? That's such a broad question. Any, any, any specific thing in particular? No, I mean in in in, in regards to exercise and nutrition. Like, what's the one question that I should be asking you that maybe I didn't?
1: Hmm.
0: Where do I sign up? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Where do I sign up? We'll put the links in the show yeah. notes to where you can sign up for it. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Miles, thanks so much for being on the podcast and talking about uh, nutrition and exercising. It's not, you know, that's this is not necessarily specific about construction. However, this is an important part of ourselves, which ties into construction, especially if you own a construction business, if you're a blue-collar CEO. And this is the the people group that Miles specifically works with is contractors. That's why I wanted him to come on the show versus any other just regular Joe Blow fitness guy. Uh, miles has been there he's he's worked in the you know in the trades and landscaping for several years. He understands the nuances of like working out in the field and trying to get workouts in and eating healthy and all that stuff so I've known miles for a while now and uh definitely recommend him and his program if you're looking for something to be more structured and really have an impact in your health, which is going to transfer over into your business. So I appreciate you being on the, on the podcast again, Miles. Thank you, Brad. Appreciate your time. Awesome. So guys, uh, you know where to find me on all the other social media platforms. You just search for Hammer and Grind Podcast. I'm on TikTok. I'm on Instagram. Check out my free Facebook group, The Contractor Profit Blueprint. I give free information in there. I go live once a week as well to help you in your construction business. I appreciate you listening. Do me a favor, go and review us. Leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. And until next time, guys, you know what to do. Be the best version of you.